0: Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning into the Apex Students podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Apex students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.
1: Welcome everyone. If you didn't know, um, two weeks ago on Sunday morning, I spoke in the Big Boy Church, Grown Up Church, and um, I talked about regional vocabulary, right? So if many of you were there, so you heard me talk about this. Um, I talked about how up here you say things like wimpies and... That one's yours, this one's Mayan. Don't you dare tell me no one says wimpies. Who in this room uses the word wimpies regularly? People, Sloppy Joes, I agree. But it's here, it's it's a real thing. Mayan, people say that, a couple two trees, my favorite I've mentioned, hamburgs, hate it. Um, Where I'm from, I talked about a shopping cart, we call it a buggy. Soda, we call pop. I left out (laughs) rubber bands, we call gum bands. That's one that that we do out there. This is real, this is real life. It's so real to me that I forget to put it on the list. Like I actually have to think hard, like what are the words that I don't use for these things anymore? Um, I left out things that Derek says in his homeland, the Midwest, um, things that I've adopted into my vocabulary. Things like, I gotta remember my big, thank you for flying that flag, things like that in, uh, on the Iowa way. I also, yeah, 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 yeah. It's It's what they do, it's who they are. <laughs> In New York, they say bagel, I believe. I don't know. There is a location where they say bagel. I know. I know. I could have let them in when I I was speaking to adults, so I didn't want to like ruin, like blow up your spot on the secret code of your generation because you have like some unique vocabulary, right? Let's do this. I'm going to say a word or phrase. You define it for me. So if you think you can have it, you can shout it out pretty quick. Tell me about what does this mean? No cap. No lie. Guys, it took me a really long time to, f- to decode that one. In context, I couldn't figure it out for a really long time. How about that's on period. That. Guys, why do you do that? Period. What does that mean? What does that mean if I say that's and that's on period? And that's that. And that's that. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. All right. What does it mean to live your best life? It, it it's 20 20. 20. Yeah. Guys, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, you grew up in it. Or, well, grew up. You know what I mean. Because you use it so regularly. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it is hard to define. Yeah, you're making my point. How about how about clout? What's clout? Internet fame. Yeah, internet fame. Clicks, likes, etc. What else? What are some other ones that I don't know? Give me some because I'm always trying to learn. What? Tell me about it. What is it? You were quick, you were ready. What does it mean? What's bussin' mean? Uh, it means like um, we know about twerk. We're talking about business right now. Okay, so there's like I saw this video, this is why I said this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's I can't wait to learn what it means. I forget what it was, but like this lady was on here saying like back in my day we used to say this and it Mm -hmm. meant like this is good or like Oh, okay. Bussin is good. Yeah, like, That's this is bussin. This is bussin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, precisely. What else? Give me another one. Hoppin? Poppin? Like this is poppin? Like my lip gloss is poppin? Bro. No, not anymore. So wait, what, what was the example you said? Cause it was what's what's up? All right. Okay. Any other ones come to your mind real quick? Fire. Hate it. I don't know why, but I hate fire. I hate when people say fire like that. I listen, you're allowed to say it. I don't care. It's just, you know how I do this. I collect vocabulary. I've mentioned this a bunch of times. Fire, I will not use. Can't do it. What? John. <laughs> it's a different generation. <laughs> what is That's regional, right? This John? Yeah, yeah. Philly, Philly area. All right. Listen, vocabulary like this is really cool. The dialect of like, yeah, go ahead. I didn't. Trippin' is a. That's an old one that I believe has been recycled. Or it didn't, never went away. What'd you say? Snaps. Snaps? Snacks? No, sn- Snatched. 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 Snatched? What does it mean? It means like, like on point. Oh! Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah, yeah he doesn't know what yeet means. Yeet. Old well, I mean, I. I feel like yeet got thrown around and it meant something and then it turned into like being thrown. That's how I use it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. 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 It was used a lot. We do need to move on eventually. This is a great conversation. I'm learning a lot. Thank you. Um, this is cool because language is distinct. So like uh, until I add it to my vocabulary, it's distinct to areas, to age groups. It's a descriptor of a certain group of people, right? Like if I heard someone use the word "big," I have an idea where they're from. They're probably from the Midwest. <laughs> there might be Derek. Um, if someone says something is fire, I probably have a general idea of how old they are. There, is, there are other distinctives as well for your generation, for other generations, for areas. The way people dress can give a lot away about where they're from, what age they are, um, the music they listen to, the media, the TV they love, um, the apps they use, their screen time, like that kind of stuff. There's distinctives for generations, for people groups all over the place. As a pastor of students, I think a lot about your generation. I think a lot about helping your generation get closer to Jesus. I think a lot about this word discipleship just a fancy word it means becoming more like jesus so I, my part of my job my work is to help you get there help you become more like jesus so within discipleship we have this thing called spiritual disciplines we talked about this in the series called basic we talked about basic disciplines and um they're the things the habits that we put into our lives that help us to become more like jesus that put us on a path toward him getting to know him to hear his voice that kind of stuff so at apex we have this this running list we have five things i'm about to ask you so get ready Get the wheels turned. Five things that define, like the, these spiritual disciplines. Um, if you're like a staff or like you've heard me preach on this a million times, wait for the harder ones. So can anyone give me any of the five spiritual disciplines that we talk about in this room? A lot.
2: Worship?
1: No. Uh, you're not wrong in that it is, you know, an important part of your spiritual life. What was the second one you said? Prayer. Prayer, yes. I think worship would probably fall under that talking to God prayer piece. What else? Why were you in? Bible reading. Correct. Any other ones? There's three left. That's going to fall under Bible reading. What did you say? Prayer. Christian said prayer. Yeah. Um, So, so here's a hint. This might help you because we said prayer and Bible reading, 10 and 10. The next one rhymes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 10 and 10 friends giving going. So this is the running list. Does these thing sound familiar now that I'm saying them like that? 10 and 10 friends, giving, going. So these are the, the spiritual disciplines that we make a part of our lives to, to become more like Jesus. So last year was, was the first time we ever talked about giving and going in this context, added it into the spiritual disciplines list. We're going to talk about these two things again. Um, going is about evangelism. It applies to things like mission trips, missionaries, people that have devoted their lives two missions, Um, general evangelism. So like living your life as an example, reflection of God, telling people about Jesus and what he's done for you, Alive in Five. This follow under the the going idea. Giving is about making sacrifices, generosity, um, tithing to your church, supporting missions and missionaries and ministries, be the light, and giving time as well, offering time, serving in the church. All of that is a part of giving. So we have this list, these five things, prayer, Bible reading, God honoring friendships, evangelism, and sacrificial giving. Those are the, the five things that I, I, this is a running list. I'm learning, I'm growing, but these are the things that I consider spiritual disciplines. I shorten them to make them a little easier to say. 10 and 10, friends, giving, going. 10 and 10, friends, giving, going. So we're gonna talk about giving and going, these last two tonight. So let's start with Going. Talk about going a little bit. One of the quintessential verses for going is in uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 28. And Jesus is talking here. Jesus himself, he says these words to his disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now, to be clear, go is not the main part. Go is the description here. Make disciples is the main part. Your, Your goal here, he's telling the disciples, is to make more disciples. And you're gonna do that by going, and baptizing them and later he says teaching as well going teaching and baptizing so go and make disciples this is how you know you have succeeded dear disciples here is your rubric you guys get rubrics still yeah. like when you have a big assignment or like a research paper like it's got to have this 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 and this here disciples here is your rubric for succeeding in the mission that i've given you go teach baptize make disciples is what you're doing so he gives them this standard of success now um, he reiterates this, this going idea to make disciples, going to make disciples. He reiterates it right before his ascension. Um, and we've talked about this in Alive and 5. Um, Jesus, his last words, but he said a lot of things. So the thing he said last Is probably pretty important, right? Because he said a lot, he taught a lot. And his last words right before the ascension, right before he left in Acts 1, 8, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And he emphasizes here the part of the Holy Spirit. You're gonna be able to go and make disciples and win because I'm gonna help you. Because the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and help you. Something really interesting about this. He mentions Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. What's cool is is that he is like talking about expanding circles. So he's talking about first Jerusalem. This is where they are, where he's telling them this news. They're in Jerusalem. And then he says, you are going to go from Jerusalem to Judea. So think like the region or the state, kind of like the idea of a state or country and then into Samaria, which is like the surrounding, like the next, the neighboring country or state, and then to the ends of the earth, which is obviously everywhere forever. So like he's giving them this, this, it's gonna start here, the message of Jesus, he predicts his own message is going to start here, and it's going to expand from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then all over the place. These are expanding locations. And it's gonna start here. What's also interesting is Jerusalem, where where they are at the moment, is not where the disciples were from. So what he doesn't say is, go home, maybe take a breath. I know you've been through a lot. I just died. It's going to be like, this is a big deal. So take a breath, maybe take a nap, and then you can get to go. No, he says, right here, Jerusalem, I know you're strangers here. You don't know anybody. You don't know the area. You're like, you're, you're feeling out of your comfort zone. But he says, start right here, right where you are, and go make disciples. He sets up this idea of missions here. And then all throughout his word, he sets up the idea of telling his message all over the world. And and missions going is something that we at Apex want to be about. Like we want this to be a part of who we are and uh, to be known for and live this stuff out. So we have a couple opportunities for you to do that. Alive in five you may have heard me talk about it a billion times is five symbols that help us to tell the story of Jesus. If you ever need a cheat sheet, if you don't know, like you're like blanking on the five symbols or the phrases in the Instagram bio, there is always a link to the alive in five cheat sheet. I use it all the time when I forget them. (laughs) So use that. If you ever get in a pinch, you're like, well, someone wants to know the story of Jesus, or they see it on my mask or on my sticker or a magnet or whatever. You can always use that to tell them the story for NEPA, hashtag for NEPA is it's on my mask. It's one of the ways that we are serving our community. It's one of the ways we go into local missions for NEPA is how we serve our community. Um, Last summer, we had this uh, plan to serve the Philly Dream Center. This was a part of our going and the Pandy changed our plans, but it didn't cancel our plans. It just postponed them. So uh, this coming summer, we're going to be going to the Philly Dream Center and uh, Sam and I, I was. Gonna, I almost hit you. I almost rushed you from the stage because I've been announcing it for weeks and weeks. You should know. We're going to the Philly Dream Center. So Sam and I went to visit the Philly Dream Center um, over a year ago now, and we were just there for like a couple hours, and we're deeply impacted by the ministry needs in Philadelphia. So we're really excited to be able to go and serve there. Um, we talked about this March 21st, 1.30 p.m. on Zoom. We're having a meeting for any students and a parental figure interested. Make sure you attend that. More details are coming, but we are going, uh, provided we can get a team together. We are going to go do that because the reason we're doing that, the reason we have hashtag for neat, but the reason we, we focus on alive and five because going is important. Going is important. The second aspect of missions, both of these are missions, ideas, giving and going, going and giving. They're both missions ideas. We're talking about giving. So going and giving is the second thing. And I believe, And I think you'll find it pretty obvious that God's word talks a lot about living generously, talks about generosity, sacrificial giving a ton. So we'll see this uh, in Proverbs 21, the wisest man to ever live besides Jesus said this, some people are always greedy for more. That's me. (laughs) I'm greedy for more, but the godly love to give. I'm trying to give more. I know that I fall into that greedy category, but I'm trying to give more. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give here. It's a matter of wisdom. Um, But other times it's a matter in the context. It's a matter of God has given to you. So you give, you give to people that need to be given to generosity. The Bible talks about generosity, this theme of giving and generosity all over the place. I'm going to lay out just a couple references. I'm not going to read the verse, but I'm going to, you can look it up if you'd like to. Um, These are scriptures where people are supporting people's ministries. So just like our church supports missionaries all over the world, just like Apex supports speed to light. We see this all over the place throughout the Bible. In 1 Kings 17, 9, we see a widow supporting the ministry of Elijah, the prophet. In Nehemiah 2, we see the king of Persia supporting Nehemiah as he built the, the walls around Jerusalem again. He rebuilt the city. This king helped finance that project. Luke 8, 3, we see a women, a group of women that are supporting Jesus and his ministry. This was something that didn't really occur to me for a long time, but like, Jesus and these like 12 disciples following around, like, how are they eating? (laughs) Like, how are they, like, you know, somebody gets a hole in their sandal. Like, how do we support these things? And these women are supporting these needs financially. In 2 Corinthians 8, we see the poor Philippians, the people in the Philippian church are giving to Paul's ministry. Paul was planning churches. He was mentoring people. He was doing all kinds of ministry. And the people in Philippi, in the church, were supporting him with money. They did not like have a ton of money to let go of. Like the king of Persia supporting Nehemiah, he could afford to help Nehemiah. I mean, granted, he was rebuilding a whole city, <laughs> but he had some funds. The, the church in Philippi, were these were poor people that still saw the need to sacrifice, to give so that other people would hear about Jesus. Over and over we see that happen in scripture. So we do it. That's exactly what we do. We support missionaries all over the world. We support Speed the Light, who is helping missionaries, helping projects all over the world where people don't know about Jesus so that they can know about Jesus. Um, This is why Apex supports Speed the Light. Now, if you don't know anything about Speed the Light, I realize some of you probably, I haven't talked about in a little while, so I'm going to. Um, Speed the Light is a missionary organization that supports missionaries all over the world, in the United States and abroad, and they do three main things creative communication, essential transportation, and compassionate demonstration. Doesn't that sound nice? So communication needs, such as uh, if a missionary needs a sound system to do a kid's crusade or, or puppets to tell the story of Jesus to kids or Bibles or anything like that, Speed of Light can meet that need. If they have transportation need, um, it, I've seen Speed the Light by Boats like canoes for the rivers in you know foreign lands. Um, maybe a snowmobile in Alaska. They buy camels in the desert. Like they whatever transportation or a car. Like <laughs> maybe that's what you need. Uh, I know one of the 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 network's goals this year is to help a missionary in Cambodia, and it. Takes a lot, they, they don't make the cars in Cambodia, this is like an island that they have to ship cars to with enormous tariffs. So it's very expensive for them to get a car. They can't just buy a used car from a dealership. Like there's 10, you know, within 10 miles of here. They, it's, it costs a lot of money. So transportation and then compassionate demonstration. So uh, in a natural disaster, in a community that just needs fresh water, like we did, like we did last year, um, compassionate demonstration, just a way to be the hands and feet of Jesus, serve people's physical needs, as a gateway to to um, to meet their spiritual needs as well, so that's what Speed the Light does all over the place. That's why we serve, uh, why we partner with Speed the Light. So, in 2020, we committed all of our Speed the Light giving, the, the, the offering in this room, we put it towards an organization called World Serve International. Our network partnered with World Serve, and they were, their goal was to dig clean water wells in Kenya, which is a country in Africa. And uh, these jugs of water here, if you if you you're wondering. Well, this got a hole recently. I don't know how it got a hole just sitting here, but it got a hole. But this uh, dirty jug of water here represents the water that they may walk miles and miles and miles to feed their family with, to, to use, we have like four faucets in this building. Some people are walking miles and miles and miles to get water. So, so the idea is they might get water out of the river like that, but we are digging wells that they can get clean water out of in Kenya. So all of our money, went toward that really, really cool vision. These water wells were built next to churches that had schools in them. <laughs> so like all of these needs, the, the well, the water source is like the life of a community. So people had to go to that well, maybe sometimes multiple times a day, and they had to you know, interact with the church. They could bring their kids to the school at the church. It, it was just a really, really cool opportunity. Now, would you like to know how much we raised? yeah i can 't wait to tell you before I tell you the number, I want to tell you what was working against us. Here are some things that were working against us we didn't have in in service in person services <laughs> in person services for several months in the middle of the year. Um, we stopped passing the plates for like almost the whole year <laughs> like seventy five percent of the year we didn't pass the plates. Uh, we had to cancel the speed the light pancake breakfast that has been annual for ever. We had to cancel it this past year. And everyone in the world's personal finances are really weird because we're in a panoramic. So here are some things that were working for us. Our snack bar ramped up under the leadership of Dave. Thank you so much. We launched launched a new merch project, uh, which was Aaron's senior project. Incredible. Thank you. I don't see her back there. Um, I think we had some funds from like the previous year left over. So this helped us as well. Yes. (laughs) And God is faithful and you have been faithful to keep giving even though things are complicated. So considering all of those factors, our number is incredible. We were able to raise, drum roll if you please, $5,712.83. Yeah, that is a lot of money. That's like 10% of the network of the state's goal we were able to raise. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. So, um, and that's right. That's right. So with, with this money and students all over Pennsylvania and Delaware, we put it all together and they were able to raise I think enough money, like over $50,000. <laughs> they, they dug like something like 10 clean water wells in Kenya because of the water or because of the, the funds that we were able to raise. That is a big deal and that is worth celebrating. You guys are amazing. God has been faithful and you get to be a part of it and that's super cool. So tonight, we're gonna let you in on the project for 2021. That's right. I know it's already in March, but we're, we're, we're going towards a new project this year. So uh, I'm going to show you a video here just in a second. We're partnering with missionaries. Uh, their names are David and Beth Grant. Elijah, are you in the room? Is your, are you at the computer right there? Do you remember? We went to Kentucky. No pressure if you don't remember. And we passed an old man in the hallway, and I asked him to pray over our group. Do you remember that at all? You do? David Grant. <laughs> we passed him at a national conference in Kentucky, and I had him pray over... I don't think anyone else in this room was there, but uh, he has crossed paths with Apex in the past. So I'm going to show you a video about the ministry they've been doing in uh, India as as well as Europe. They've been doing this ministry for years and years and years. So this is a video on Project Rescue.
0: He knew what he wanted me to be. God knows what he wants you to be. Don't blow it by saying, why?
2: Charles Greenway was preaching my dad's church in Pensacola, Florida. And when they passed the offering pan that night, I laid the offering pan on floor and I stood up in there the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I want you to go to India. So from the time of 12, standing in the offering pan, that was the direction of my life that I found my place. Started with that one phone call. It was the middle of the night when uh, Devaraj phoned me and said, Brother Grant, we have just taken 37 little girls out of the brothels and we want to start a shelter.
0: One evening, God led him to take the outreach team into this infamous red light district. And they began to bring Jesus into that dark place. And that night, over a hundred women said, we want to follow your Jesus. But we're slaves here, we can't leave this place. But our daughters are in our rooms with us. Could you please take them to a safe place?
2: And that night, they gave us 37 little girls. So we broke that cycle so that children of women who used in prostitution will not end up like the mothers. And that was the birth of Project Rescue 20 years ago.
0: David brought it to the rest of our ministry family. And he said, I need you to pray and say, are you going to be part of this journey? When he did that, the oldest, wisest colleague, in a very sober moment, he said, Brother David, I hear your heart, but I need to warn you. In all my decades in this nation, anyone who has tried to touch this area of darkness All hell broke loose. The moment you head down this road, you step into a whole new level of spiritual battle. You come face to face with the enemy who is out to destroy women and children.
2: And so you have to fight this. Without prayer, without the scripture, you're not going to survive.
0: What was amazing is, as long as we all kept doing what God called us to do, in the middle of help bringing everything it could bring. God
3: just kept changing lives. When I was 14 years old, my adopted brother, he sold me to the brothel. That place was really uh, dirty, stinky, like a very uh, dark and very small houses. After one week, one girl, she came to me and uh, she told me about the place and uh, what I have to do and I was like really shocked and I feel like like um, I was broken totally.
0: The best way to address the, the needs of the women is to go to the root issues, the spiritual issues, so you'll have that inner healing to come to full restoration in Jesus Christ. To walk into that area you're stunned by the sense of tangible evil. The chains of bondage are so strong because they've been unchallenged that you feel the absolute hopelessness of it. But then, for people of the Spirit, you remember that the only reason you went there to begin with is because there is hope in
3: Jesus.
0: In that sacred place, as we pray, anything can happen.
3: The project rescue team came. They introduced about church. Our Uncle Devraj was preaching about Jesus, how he forgives. It really touched my heart. And I went to home. And one day there was my that brother who sold me and he saw me and he was totally scared uh, that time I was already accepted to Jesus Christ. I told him, brother, you don't have to worry. Uh, I already forgive you. People were coming to follow Jesus
0: in red light district
2: clinics. Hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of girls have been rescued, given vocational training, sent to college, and the dark places are now becoming light.
0: I don't think we ever could have imagined that that was the beginning of a movement.
2: God has just raised up an army of staff people
0: God is calling us to help these women and be a part of um, the solution for human
3: trafficking.
0: And
1: we're ready to step into the future and say, "Okay, God, we're, whatever that looks like for us in these next two decades, we're in."
3: It's a project that actually does work. It's not about numbers; it's about people and seeing them through to complete restoration.
2: We move with the sense of urgency. We'll put an end to this, so that uh, you know we all want it to be out of work.
0: When we find our voices, this evil of sexual slavery can be abolished, but not without the church. Stepping up across the nations in a ways we never have before.
2: The spirit is passing the offering plate. Lay that offering plate on the ground and step into it.
1: So We're going to be partnering with Project Rescue, partnering with uh, David and Beth Grant. And I've had the opportunity to see them speak several times. I have a couple of their books, and their ministry is so incredible. They're so incredible. Um, Dr. Beth Grant is one, she's so soft spoken, but one of the wisest people I've ever heard open her mouth. So, um, really excited to be able to partner with them. They are, uh, like the video just explained, in India and Europe, they're releasing people, rescuing people from human trafficking, from like actually being sold into sexual slavery. And uh, it's, this stuff is real and it is really bad. And they are doing really amazing work to help people and not just like release them from, like save them from the, the, brothels, but they are also helping them with an education. They're, they're getting them connected with schools and and skills so that they can make a living another way. And so it's such an incredible ministry. I'm very, very excited for us to partner with it. And last year, just like last year, we're teaming up with thousands of students all over our network, Pennsylvania and Delaware, and uh, we're going to be supporting Project Rescue together. And one of the ways we're going to be doing that is at the Spirit Tour, and it's called the Big Give. So the Big Give is a, there's going to be all kinds of opportunities. All of our money throughout the year will be going to this project. But the Big Give is a like one-time, like big let's give it all we have offering. It's going to happen at the Spirit Tour. So I would love for you to be at the Spirit Tour. If I haven't said that enough, I want you to go. And I want you to be a part of this offering. So it's going to cost you a little bit of money to get to the Spirit Tour, um, but also bring some money with you to not just like buy a beanie or a t-shirt, but also to give to the big give and to be a part of what ministry is happening with Project Rescue. Very excited for us to be able to do that. And you might be saying, I'd love to give, but I don't have any money. And let's talk about that because I think most of us have some, or at least have access to some, because I've seen almost all of you in this room buy a snack at the snack bar. So you have some, and uh, maybe God is saying to you uh, that you need to adjust your spending. So this can be challenging, but maybe there's something you can give up. Like maybe instead of every time you pass Starbucks and would have bought a coffee that is like $9, you can just text to give, send that money straight to speed the light through. If you need help getting that set up, I would love to help you. Maybe you're skipping Taco Bell or Applebee's like once or twice a month and holding off on buying a new pair of shoes or the new video game, holding off on that kind of stuff so that you can reallocate that money to a really, really great opportunity. Maybe it's donating some of your birthday money or some other gift that you've gotten to speed the light to be a part of what Project Rescue is doing. There's also stuff you can do here. Um, You can straight up donate. You can do that at any time if you need help. Again, let us know if you need help getting set up for uh, giving through text. You can buy snacks at the snack shop, at the store. You can buy merch. All of that money will continue to go towards be the light this year toward this project. Uh, I would love it if you did that. All of our merch money does that. Or God might be leading you to a bigger project, to a a project of your own. I don't mean to say bigger. I mean to say unique to you, specific to you. Um, Erin made the merch project, her senior project last year, and it was the source of a a large portion of that $5,700 was through merch. And that was part of her dream. That was what God was speaking to her. I remember where we were standing when she said to me, do you think I could raise $500 for Speed of the Light And I was like, "Um, yeah, so easily. (laughs) And so we got on this trajectory that we've raised a ton of money through our merch project. I know a girl who every Sunday at her church is doing a bake sale to raise money for Speed of the Light. In like three weeks, weeks, she's raised in in a, a small church that probably has like probably twice the amount of people we have in here. They have on a Sunday morning, and she's raised like 60 bucks in like three weeks. Um, Sam and I, a couple years ago, did a weight loss challenge where we got sponsors to sponsor us per pound. We raised a lot of money that way. And all of those ideas cost little to no money. Maybe a bag of flour. (laughs) Like little to no money you're actually spending to do those things. So maybe God is calling you, speaking to you a project, an idea, uh, an initiative for you to lead, for you to get behind to raise some money. Now we can't do every project. Like if every one of you had a project, we apex can't like, you know, lead the way for every one of those projects, but you can, Well, God is speaking to you. You better do that. Whatever it is, take a chance, find your way. I've laid out a bunch, find your way to give because giving is important. Going is important and giving is important. So here's the thing. These things, give, going and giving, are essential to our walk with Jesus. They are spiritual disciplines, ways that we get closer to Jesus. Um, they're two of a list of many ways. So each of us, we need to figure out what, how are we going to do this? It, it's not if we're going to do this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to make going a part of our lives? How are we going to make giving a part of our lives? So what is it for you? I can guarantee you there's a prayer element to all of these praying for missionaries for people who are going praying for giving opportunities and for God's provision maybe for you going on the Philly Dream Center mission trip or going to serve somewhere else in the community or going to tell one of your friends about Jesus through Alive and Five maybe for you it's also giving so sacrificing a luxury that you usually enjoy and reallocating that money towards speed be the light or having a conversation with your family about how can we give together As I'm looking around, I know that many of your families would love to have that conversation with you. What are we giving to now? And is there a way that we can add on or reallocate some of our giving towards Speed the Light, toward this Project Rescue situation? Um, Maybe it's for you to own some sort of big project or initiative to give, to raise some money for Speed the Light. I can't wait to see. There's a million different ways you can do it. I can't wait to see what God does in this room. Through you, um, you have... You have a long life ahead of you, most of you in this room. There is, a, there is many, many years ahead of you, but I don't want you to wait. I don't want you to miss out and wait and say, you know, maybe someday I'll raise my money. When I have a full-time job, then I'll start giving. Don't miss this opportunity. You don't wait to grow up to start giving. Do this. Figure out how you are going to make giving a part of your life today. At Apex, we are committed to these things, to going and giving, and so Don't miss your opportunity to partner with us to make this happen for you. And I'd encourage you to talk to God for yourself about how you are going to go and about how you are going to give. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that you use us to do your work, that you partner with us as a part of your mission, your mission that everyone would hear about your good news. You let us be a part of it. So Father, I thank you that we get to be a part of it. And Father, I pray that you would give wisdom and creativity to everyone in this room to figure out how they would go, how they would make going a part of their life and a part of their relationship with you, whether it's telling a friend about you, going on the mission trip, whatever it is, help them to go. And that you would give them wisdom and creativity to figure out how they're going to give, whether it's a big project or initiative, or it's putting money away every month, or having a conversation with how the family can give together, whatever it is, help us, give us wisdom and creativity to figure out how we are going to give make giving a part of our lives. Father, thank you that we get to do this together. Thank you for this opportunity at Apex to go and to give. And I pray that you would help us at Apex to give the tools that students need to go and to give. Thank you. We love you. It's all about you. In your precious name, we pray. Everybody said, amen. Amen. Thanks
0: for listening to this Apex Student Podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little bit more like Jesus.